Hello, this is episode five of Fit, Fun, and Frazzled. And in today's episode, we have a special guest, my friend and fellow yogi, Erica Cambrere. Hi, and welcome. Hello, how are you? (laughs) Good, how are you? Good. How's your morning going? Um, It's okay so far. Yeah, just trying to get the kids. My kids are doing virtual school at the moment. So just trying to get them um, rolling and set up. And it's always um, a bit of a struggle. <laughs> but yeah. We're good. They're set in. I told them to try and be quiet for like a whole half hour. If they so we should be. How are they adjusting to virtual? Or how are you adjusting to the virtual? Um, It's been interesting for sure. Um, it's, I mean, I know it's a learning curve for everyone, including the school and the teachers. So I'm trying to be kind of chill about it. So far they have, it's pretty minimal, um, which they did warn us about just that at the beginning, they have to teach the in-person kids, like things like how to walk down the hallway now, which seems so crazy that that's a thing. <laughs> I know. But So it's been super minimal so far. Um, so hopefully it picks up because right now they're just begging to play video games all day and that's <laughs> not going to go in the long run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to tell people we go back like years. Yeah. Like I think my youngest was a baby and you were, yeah. you did our Two years in a row, our Christmas pictures mm-hmm. when you were doing photography. Yes. And then um, a few years went by, and then I went to a local yoga studio, and you were the instructor there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those, like, that in every, you know, every couple of years, somehow it comes back together. And then. I know. Like, even now that we don't really work together we still have so much in common that it's like we, you know, even if not physically, we like bump into each other all the time. <laughs> I know. Our lives keep crossing paths. <laughs> um, I have to tell this story that always sticks with me. Um, you told it during one of your classes. And then when I became an instructor, I asked you first if I could bring it up yeah. um, and talk about it with my class and it I don't know it just and it still sticks with me because I try to do this myself and with um, my girls but excuse me my throat um you were talking about um the water molecules Mm -hmm. and the hidden messages and water molecule water molecules by Dr. Emoto Mm -hmm. and that experiment you did with your sons (laughs) yeah that's so funny when you brought that up I had completely forgotten about that that, that I had done it with them. I, you know, kind of recycle that story for yoga every once in a while, but I forgot that I did it with them. So I had to like go back because there's a couple different ways to do it. Um, and I couldn't remember how we did it, but I think we did ours with rice. So, I mean, basically you just boil rice and put it in a jar, like two different jars. And on one jar, you write a bunch of nice things like you're so pretty. I love you. You're the best, whatever. And then on the other jar, write nasty things like, I hate you, you're hideous. Um, and then, you know, you're supposed to like talk to them too, which sounds so silly. But um, the one, you know, that you're saying nice things to stays or like at least vis- visibly fresh and not rotten for much longer than the other one. And it did work. I completely forgot that we did that. I've seen people do that with apples too, which might be the smarter way to go because they rot faster. <laughs> so you're not doing right. <laughs> But... Um, I think we did ours with rice, though. 
Yeah. I mean, and it does work. I don't know that the kids, I meant to ask them, like if they even remember doing that, I doubt they, you know, but <laughs> probably hasn't stuck with them. They don't care. <laughs> but, I know. <laughs> that's I want to do it with my kids though, because they always talk so negatively about themselves. And I'm mm-hmm. always like, no, now you have to say like three positive things about yourself. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I used to make them do that on the way to school. Once upon a time when we went to school, <laughs> I, I would make them car on the way there say something nice about each other too and then something nice about themselves and they just I mean it was something that I should have continued with but sometimes I just give up with all of their pushback but I don't like my brother (laughs) I'm not gonna say anything nice about him uh they're friends for the most part but not always (laughs) yeah yeah same here (laughs) Um, how long have you been practicing yoga and do you remember how and why you started practicing? Yeah, kind of. Um, so I don't know exactly. I mean, I don't know how long ago it was that I started and it definitely wasn't with any consistency. Um, I know for sure that I was working at the record exchange, which is now the exchange. Um, So I had to be like 17, maybe. So I don't know, math, like a long time (laughs) years ago. Um, But it was just, you know, I would grab a VHS tape from the store on my way out and would watch that at home. That's how I got started. Um, like once I started practicing pretty consistently or at least a little bit, um, you know, with more regularity, I actually had gone to the only yoga class I could find locally. Um, because there, you know, it wasn't as common to just like, I don't know, this is gonna right. sound so old, but wasn't as common just to like look up a website for something. Yeah. Like, like I don't know, look in the phone book. So, <laughs> So it was actually a Kundalini class, which is so like just blows my mind that that was the one yoga class I could find locally was a Kundalini class. Yeah, because you can I mean, it's hard to even find that now. Um, So I was here for a little bit. And then also, oddly enough, the next class that I went to super consistently when I really started to get into yoga, um, which was maybe gosh, probably 15 years ago was an Iyengar class, which also is just, you know, not as common. So weird that that was the only local one I could find at that time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to an Iyengar class. It was actually in the back of a VFW. So people would like wander in and interrupt the class with their beers and just like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> uh, and it was, um, I loved that class. It was, um, I was by far the youngest person in there, probably by about 60 years. Um, And it was so hard. I just couldn't get over how physically challenging it was. And, you know, I'm 20 or whatever I was at the time. I don't remember exactly. But and then everyone else in the class is, you know, 70, 80 years old and like they're rocking it and there's something to this. (laughs) So that's kind of what got me hooked. But yeah, and then I didn't start practicing, like, flow until a couple years later, probably, and um, that was with an Ashtanga class, actually, and then um, that's what, then I was, like, really hooked. Then that's when I wanted to take her training and, um, you know, start that path. <laughs> yeah. So how long ago, when did you take teacher training? Um, in 2008, I think, okay. or 2007, 2008, I think. 
yeah, I did my 200 hour in, I think I graduated because it was kind of a go at your own pace. Um, it ha- it was set up in like different modules and you just had to do the modules in order or like close to an order, but you could take as long as you wanted to actually complete it. So it actually, it took me about two years to finish up my 200 hour. I graduated, I think in 2009 with that. And then I did my 500 hour, um, also took me two years. I'm on the slow path, <laughs> but um, that in 2015, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm bad with dates. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How, so we're going through, you know, the coronavirus and the COVID era. How have you had to adapt to teaching right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been interesting for sure. And I'm not going to lie. I was getting a little burnt out beforehand. Not, not necessarily on teaching. I just, I had at the time, um, six separate like think before the shutdown yeah yeah I I texted you asking if you ever went through this right oh yeah and I yes I was like I am being getting so burnt out okay sorry go oh yeah (laughs) I mean I was getting fried between and I love teaching so I don't think that was really like the cause of my burnout but it definitely was contributing to it I just felt all over the place I had I mean you know, having a home and a husband and a family and kids and all that stuff. And then I was, or I was working six separate jobs at the time and they were all very minimal, but I think it was just that being pulled in so many directions that was making me just burnt out. So when everything shut down, I was, I mean, definitely concerned with the state of everything and, you know, what paying a lot of attention to the news would really drain me out too. But and so I was, you know, scared and, you know, worried about people that I love and all that stuff and was also looking at it like a vacation from my life because I needed it. Right. <laughs> so um, initially I wasn't, I wasn't too terribly upset about <laughs> taking a little break. Um, but then once things, you know, kind of just continued on and things were still shut down and gyms were shut down and yoga studios were closed and I had to start getting a little bit more creative with things. Um because it couldn't continue that I was just on permanent vacation. <laughs> so I um, started a YouTube channel, which, I mean, I don't know anything about doing that. And I wasn't doing it trying to, um, you know, make it big on YouTube or anything. I was just trying to stay connected to students um, and friends and other teachers. I would take their classes on YouTube. Um, so that and then just you know, slowly started going back once everything started opening up. I just um, yesterday actually taught my last outdoor class. The places I teach was strictly outdoor up until like the end of this week. That'll go back inside. Um, Yeah. And then some places that I teach at still aren't open. So it's just been, you know, learning how to learning how to connect with people when you can't go near them, I think is hard. I know. Yeah. I think that's the part. Yeah. I'm finding it, I'm having to use better verbal cues because you can't do hands-on assist. Yeah, definitely. Or even like through a screen teaching. I'm still teaching um, private virtual class, you know, that I used to teach in person, but I'm still doing that virtually. And it's hard. um, And that's actually on Facebook Live. So I can't even see them. I can't. So it's, I feel like 
you know, I have to keep reminding myself that there will be people watching this if there's not, you know, at that same time <laughs> that like, you know, I'm not just talking to a wall because it, it feels weird. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, that's been the most challenging part. Um, and trying to, I don't know, it's always my goal as a yoga teacher, and I know not, this isn't everybody's goal, and that's okay, um, is to make everyone feel welcome and comfortable. And so with that, I've, I've taught um, where I don't have to, it's not the rule. I have taught classes wearing masks the entire time, because that's what made a particular student or a group of students more comfortable and just kind of learning what people need in that moment. And trying, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't be everything to everybody, but if I have right. the power easily to be that for them, right. Then, then I will. So yeah, it's all a learning curve. I know. Well, <laughs> everything is right now. I feel <laughs> I know. Do you have a daily morning routine or something that helps you get centered or grounded that you try to do daily? Um, kind of. Um, I am not, I will be honest, I am not good at um, sticking to a particular routine. Um, that actually makes me usually feel m- like more stressed out, like I have one more thing on my to-do list. Um, that said, I started, oh my gosh, I don't know, maybe two years ago, three years ago with something called the Miracle Morning. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> it's, um, it's basically just like a list of things that you're supposed to do every morning. They use the acronym SAVERS which stands for um, silence. So like silence, meditation, prayer, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing, or like journaling. Um, so that that did help for a while. And, th- and then it started to feel like another to-do. So I usually pick something right. from there, one or two things, whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Um, my husband and I have started practicing Wim- the Wim Hof method. I don't know if you, oh, you do all kinds of weird stuff, apparently. <laughs> Um, Wim Hof is, so it's a lot of different things, but it's breathing. So I do do that every morning and it's cold exposure. So I take a cold shower every day. Um, and then at some point I work out or I'll, you know, usually before all of that, it just depends. I'll read, um, normally just a book, like nothing profound, like some mystery I can get through quickly, (laughs) um, sit and read with my coffee. And I think that's what really, that I really love. Like, that's what I miss if I don't have enough time to sit and do it because that lets me like slowly creep into my day and I'm not a morning person. So that works for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I remember, I think it was a few years ago, you did a thing in March, like 30 days of meditation in March. And I did all 30 days and then I'm still having a hard time meditating. I get in the habit a week and then it goes away like a month. <laughs> yeah, I have a really hard time too. I'm sure I didn't complete the 30 days. <laughs> I know me, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, like that's why I like the, I'm someone that I'm like an all or nothing kind of person. Like I'll ditch everything or I have to do everything at the same time. Um, yeah. I'm not good at balance. That's something that I work on. That's a big practice for me is finding balance. Um, and so that's what I like. And, and I do like if I sign up for something, I will do it that I know, you know, that's one of the things that I work with about myself is sometimes I have to actually physically sign up for it to continue on with it. And so that's what we're doing. The um, It's called the fundamentals program. It's 10 weeks with Wim Hof. So that I think is part of what's making me do it every day is because, oh, we're on week five. Like I have to do this. 
Yeah. But I see the benefits from it. I mean, and not just from that, but from any type of practice. So if I have to physically sign up to make myself do it, which sounds so silly, then it's worth it because there is benefits to it for sure. Mm-hmm. I need to look into this. I'm like writing it down notes. Like, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's a little off the wall. Um, or he is a little off the wall. I love him. He's so just cool. His background story is very interesting. Um, I like that it's backed by science. Um, and, and I've seen the benefits. My husband is, I probably shouldn't say this on record, but (laughs) not, um, he's had a lot of back pain his whole, I mean, for the last 25 years. So, and he has legitimately gone down every single route to try and fix it that you can possibly imagine. I mean, some crazy stuff, some, you know, uh, traditional medicine, some alternative medicines. And I mean, he's have had like his nerve endings cauterized and just everything and nothing works. So um, getting him to try something new that I'm like, Hey, let's try this new off the wall, wacky thing that he won't be interested in is a hard sell. Um, So he actually is doing this though, and seems to like it, which doesn't normally happen. He's like, I don't want to say that it's helping because, you know, sometimes I say that and then a week later it backfires. He's like, but it seems like it's helping. So we'll see, (laughs) but there's something to it. Yeah, my husband still won't try anything like yoga. Yeah, he just runs and waits. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do yoga with me every great once in a while, but he it just it's really he needs something more active. Um, he says it's slow and boring, and he can't sit still. And I'm like, that's yeah, the practice is. <laughs> and it helps with that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, well, speaking about Dave and um. When was it a few years ago, his biking accident? Yeah. And yeah, like that, you always seemed so resilient. Like what helped you with the stress of all that? You just were always so, you seemed positive. And I was just like, you are amazing. Oh, like. <laughs> That's just funny because my entire life, my my family tells me what a pessimist I am, which is not untrue at all. Um, I just think it's, I don't know. I think it's being in the yoga studio, which is probably primarily where I see you, um, you know, being around other positive people and being in a studio environment, it kind of takes your mind off of things for the moment anyway, at the very least. But yeah, I mean, it was that was not an easy, fun time. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was two years ago, almost exactly. Um, it was Labor Day 2018. Yeah, yep, two years ago. So um, he had uh, gone mountain biking on Labor Day, and I was teaching um, a, an early morning class that day. Uh, and my mom was watching the kids. She lives just around the corner from us and kind of between where we live and where he was going mountain biking at. So, um I was on my way to my mom's house to pick up the kids and I was calling Dave just to see if he was done yet. And he wasn't answering. And then his friend called me and told me that he had fallen off a cliff, was already in the helicopter on his way to the hospital. 
Um, and he's like, just kept telling me, get somewhere fast where you can sit down because you're about to freak out. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm fine. This is not for real. <laughs> and then I uh, freaked out before I got to my mom's house, which was, you know, 500 feet away at that point. Um, so it was the first couple days were definitely um, super stressful. Didn't sleep at all. Was um, you know, just beyond stress at that point. But I think, no, I definitely yoga helped. And even, and I wasn't practicing at that time, to be honest. It's not like I woke up in the morning at the hospital and was like, I'm going to go find a corner to do some asana. Like it just was not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think just having practiced for so long that even if I wasn't making conscious effort to do anything about my stress, because I wasn't, I was just so in it. Um, it, you know, having a background in it helped for sure, you know, just like control your breathing, even if it wasn't like I was intentionally doing pranayama or something. Um, and just people, I mean, the amount of people that just showed up, like I, you know, even at the hospital before I could even see him, they wouldn't let me go back at first because they were you know, doing CAT scans and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I was the first one to get there, but before I was even allowed to see him, I think there were nine people at the hospital waiting for him. Aww. So, I mean, it was just the amount of people and even people I hadn't talked to in years or you know, I was never even that good of friends with in high school that showed up, even if it was just like a phone call or a text or a message on Facebook. Um, that that, I mean, that really helped. And so I try and keep that in mind when other people are going through crap because people are always going through stuff to, you know, just a simple text or a, hey, how are you? Or dropping something off on their porch or whatever, because it does, it, it does help <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, um, I remember you, we went uh, rock climbing, not really rock climbing, a rock climbing gym. And you were the first one. Yeah. to take me there yeah and it like was a little after that like and I was just still so in awe like I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah I should I mean I should have yeah, that helped tremendously I taught like I forgot that that's when I started climbing um was right after that I remember like vividly now that you're saying it I had taken him to a um physical therapy appointment after he got out of rehab and I was sitting on, I brought my laptop and I was sitting on my computer supposed to be doing schoolwork and um, was looking for a gym to join. Cause I'm like, I need to do something or like to blow off steam or I'm going to explode. Um, so I was just, you know, searching, like, I don't, I don't want just a traditional gym. I'm not at like keeping track of myself <laughs> I need someone to tell me what to do or and then I came across um a rock climbing gym in Lakewood who is run as a nonprofit, and their whole goal is to you know give back to the community and um you know strengthen I forget exactly what their tagline is but it's something about strengthening or I don't know if strengthening is the word, but it's like strengthening households through rock holds or something like that. And I just love their whole message. I mean, I was sitting in physical therapy, reading about a gym and crying. <laughs> I'm sure everyone was like, what the heck is happening? But I loved the website so much, which sounds silly that I went, I emailed them just like, hey, how do I get started? He away, and I went and never stopped. Um, and so that helped tremendously with stress relief for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I know you have one and you guys built one in your house now didn't you like the climbing wall yeah it's not huge I mean it's pretty tall it's like 14 feet tall at the tallest point I think maybe 12 yeah I think it's 12 um and I mean it's not huge it's like in a little corner it's actually my bedroom which is so weird but <laughs> it was the only place that would work in the house um yeah I mean and we did that right before everything shut down and you know not knowing that that's gonna happen so we got real lucky at timing there <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think of you, like, I think of you as a true female entrepreneur. You have, like, wellness with Erica. You have absolutely aromatic. And then you also have your new one. Is it lemonade apparel with your mom? Yeah. You and your mom started that? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to talk about any of these or how you started them yeah. or why? <laughs> when you list it off like that, it just sounds <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just, I like learning, um, which can be a good or a bad thing. <laughs> like, right now, I think I'm probably signed up for, I don't know, I was going through it the other day, maybe currently signed up for six different certifications that I have yet to complete. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. I'm back for my bachelor's degree because I never finished it. So I'm almost done with that finally. <laughs> and, and, you know, 20 other things. So like I learn about something for some strange reason in my head and my dad is like this too. Um, immediately it just needs to turn into a business. Like I can't just right. let it sit at we, college. You guys had a family smoothie truck too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so we've had a food truck. <laughs> you know, owned a yoga studio for a while, which I loved. Um, I loved the food truck too. That was awesome. Um, didn't love working nonstop in the summer though, we all kind of discovered. <laughs> so we yeah. at um, I owned a t-shirt company actually in the past also, um, loved that. And it did really well. It just kind of, uh, the studio sort of fell in my lap at the same time that we started the food truck and something had to give. So it was that, um, but yeah, so we just started this t-shirt company. Um, my niece, uh, who was three at the, this was just two months ago. She was three at the time. She just turned four. It was diagnosed with cancer, um, in July and because, um, you know, we can't have a spaghetti dinner or some sort of like get together fundraiser for her. We had to get a little creative. And my mom had been making t-shirts for a little while, um, just for fun, you know, or for you know, small groups of people, like her friends at church or she made us shirts for Easter and stuff like that. Um, and then I had owned the t-shirt company years ago and my sister just oddly enough, right before her daughter was diagnosed, had started a t-shirt company too. So it just sort of sense. Let's make, let's do a t-shirt fundraiser for my, um, and it went so well. I mean, I don't know exactly how many sold, but it was close to 250 shirts the first round. Um, that we were like, oh, like there's something to this and we should look into seeing about doing this for other people too. Um, so that's kind of the model of it. We, um, it's just fundraising t-shirt company. So, um, like we're starting two fundraisers this weekend, um, both of them for one's little boy with cancer and then one's for a woman with cancer who's local. And, um, yeah, so that's just kind of the models we uh, do them as campaigns so they run for a thing and once they're done make the shirt out and we send them their money so um it's been really good so far because there are other companies that do similar things or the same thing um most we try and give 
back more money than they do. That's one of the goals. Um, and we also try and make it more personal that we're t- telling their story also, which I haven't found too many other places doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then the name, it's, a, it's kind of a strange name. Um, my friend Sherry, well, you know Sherry Coleman, uh, <laughs> yeah. helped me come up with the name. She's just good at naming things. So I was like, help me out. We can't think of anything. Um, my niece's last name is Lemon. So it made sense. Lemon A. So, yeah. Oh, I love okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any advice for anyone starting out starting a business or a youtube channel oh man the youtube i definitely was just winging it (laughs) well i mean and it's i honestly i haven't touched it in in probably a month or two uh, and i don't i mean it's not like i have billions of followers or anything i I don't know 50 maybe probably um so (laughs) i know that I, I'm definitely not an expert on that, but I just, you know, like I said, I, that I was just doing to stay connected to people. Um, so I think, you know, with that, just, just doing it and staying consistent, that was the biggest thing that did seem to go really well was I would put out a new video every Monday, if not twice a week. Um, and it, it, I don't, wouldn't say that it has to be, you know, weekly or twice a week or anything that but just being consistent about it um definitely seemed to help and then using social media as a tool to let people know about it um and then as far as like just starting a business I'm no expert on that either (laughs) just go with it um I think definitely you have to be you have to do something that you're passionate about. Otherwise you, it'll, it'll feel like work every day that you have right. to do and you don't want to do it and you're dreading it. Um, you know, I have always, that's actually why I went back to school. I wanted to get to work either working for or running a nonprofit. Um, so this t-shirt company is not, it's not registered as a nonprofit, but it's giving, giving back to people in this that I've always kind of had in my mind or on my heart that I wanted to do in the long run. So it doesn't feel like work. It's exciting. I look forward to checking the email before I roll out of bed. want to see, you know, if someone has a question or if people have gotten back to us about the fundraisers that we're starting or things like that because I enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, I think there's never a right time. Certainly there's a wrong time for things, but there's never a right time. So just if it, if you've got it, yeah, and you're passionate about it, just jump right in. Right. Searching as you go, take it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. That's my philosophy. I don't know what. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> Are there any yogis or YouTube channels or Instagram accounts or fitness apps that inspire you or you? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say look up to because as adults, I feel like that's, a weird phrase, but yeah. that's who inspire you, I guess. So, or if you follow, yeah. Like as far as apps go, I love the, and I think you do it too, the Open Fit app. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I like that um, because I like doing the live classes on there. They have on demand also, but I like live classes because I work again just some weird quirk. I have something I know about myself, so I try and work with it instead of against it. But I work better or I work harder when someone's watching me. <laughs> so I do the live classes because they can see me and I try harder and then I better work out it. Um, right. So I, I do that. 
And then my friend just turned me on like a week ago to um, what's called The Class with, I think it's Taryn Toomey. Um, I'm not, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. If you've never done it before, definitely worth a, a watch. There's a two week free trial. So that's what I started with. It's definitely different. The messaging is very similar to yoga, but it's more of like a, like a boot camp ish class. Not exactly. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, my friend says that she cries at the end of every class, like a good cathartic cry. Um, so the messaging is very yoga. Um, it's, it's good. It's interesting. So I've been doing that. Um, as far as like social media, I, um, there's like, I mean, so many, nobody really in particular, um, that I get stuck on or really look at every day, except for Anna Daisy. She's a climber, um, in Australia and I've done her, um, programs too. Um, and she's awesome. I am, was in the middle of like, a climbing, um, program before everything shut down. So I'm like halfway through that still. Um, but she's awesome. She's just really positive, puts out a lot of stuff every day, has a lot of workouts on YouTube that are great. Um, and yeah, so I like her a lot. And then other than that, honestly, just, you know, people that I know in person that are kind of, on the, I mean, everybody's on a different path, but you know, that we have a lot of stuff in alignment, whether it be yoga or fitness or wellness or essential oils. So I mean, like people like you and just other, you know, personal friends that I like to see what they're up to and, um, you know, what new things they're doing that are inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything new you're doing or working on? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> um, no, nothing really. I am um, just slowly getting back into the swing of things as things start to open up. Um, you know, like I said, uh, the one place I teach at a climbing gym, we're going back indoors next week. So um, there's that. And then just really getting the t-shirts up and off the ground with lemonade apparel and, um, oh yeah, that's about it. Finishing up my bachelor's degree. <laughs> Still have maybe another six months on that. Um, there's always something I, um, am, gosh, what am I doing right now? I'm enrolled in an inside flow um, certification that I really enjoy a lot. It's just a different type of yoga practice um, that flows with the beat of the music instead oh, of cool. with the breath. Yeah, it's really, it's different. I mean, is breathing is still very important to the practice, but it's right. not, you know, what makes you move. It's more the beat or the rhythm. Um, so that's really fun. I'm hoping to finish that up soon um, because I just enjoy practicing it myself. So I'd love to share that um, probably just at the workshop. Um, yeah. So that's about it. I think <laughs> there's always something. Awesome. <laughs> Where can we find you on uh, social media on Instagram? I'll put these in the show notes too. Yeah. So, so people can find you. Cool. Um, on Instagram, I have, got, I don't even know how many accounts right now, but, um, so my yoga, I keep my yoga and like fitness and stuff like that. I keep to it's wellness and there's periods between each word wellness with Erica C and then my aromatherapy, um, which is going on like, is I'm working on changing that up a little bit. I'm not quite sure what the model of that looks like at the moment, but it's there. We're going under a change with that one. Um, and it's absolutely aromatics. And then the t-shirt is lemon.aid, A-I-D dot
Hello. Oh, it's breaking up. Oh. Lemon dot. Sorry. Yeah. Lemon dot aid. A-I-D dot apparel. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Thank you for coming on and joining us. Yeah, thank you. It was good to chat with you beforehand, too. It's been a while. I know. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Thank you. All right. Thank you, too. Have a good day. You, too. Thanks.